everyone, and welcome back to the Frustrated Fans. We're preventing frustrations, one bad sitcom at a time. Yeah, we're not doing aliens. Yeah. My name is Jeremy. I'm Pete. And, uh, yeah, you might be wondering, what the, what, why aren't you doing an Aliens review? Well, as a well, tribute first, to the Aliens uh, game and its long production schedule, we're taking a week off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. we can't put up with playing this game with more than, like, ten minutes at a clip. Eh, twenty. Yeah, this is true. Oh, and folks, you'll be happy to hear that we've made a pact. We will beat this game. No more, we've used up our screw it, I'm done tokens. Well, until the next video game. Uh, this is true. So we're we're earning back a token each. Though in my case, it was more of, screw this game, I'm going to break it into three pieces. So, looking for a topic for this episode, we came across the unfortunate news that there's going to be a Full House sequel. Fuller House, which, Pete, would you like to know the reason why the name of the show is Fuller House? Bad pun? Nope. Uh, apparently, the character DJ, the oldest daughter, her last name in the show is Fuller. I presume she's married, then. No. Husband's dead. Gee, it's almost like they're copying a story here. Huh, I know I've heard of it somewhere before. So, yeah, it's uh, called Fuller House because her name is DJ Tanner Fuller. <sighs> well, as of this recording, fortunately, the twins that should not be have not been rehired. So. Apparently, they weren't even contacted for it. They were like, oh, they're doing this? Huh. Gosh, how terrible. <laughs> okay, listeners, you need to know something. I hated the original show, with a passion that I res- I usually don't reserve for a lot of things, but, uh, yeah. Suffice to say, when my local station at the time ran this concurrent with uh, the WB station, who was running Batman the Animated Series in the afternoon. I had my priorities, and I would fight siblings to get to the remote first. See, I did I did watch the show when I was a kid. It was on at like six o'clock in the afternoon, so it was after all like the afternoon cartoons were done. Yeah. But no, I remember watching it when I was a kid. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, and I probably would not like the show now. Granted I said that about Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and I still found that show funny, but eh, this one's probably not so much. Well, I mean among sit- as sitcoms go, even as sitcoms with lap tracks go. They had maybe one or two note ponies, and they just rode them into the ground. Yeah. Granted, a lot of 90s sitcoms did this. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. They actually did have a good, uh, like, poking fun at themselves gag in, like, the final episode of the show, where uh, the character Michelle gets amnesia, and so they say, like, oh, we all live here together, and she's like, how the heck does that work? (laughs) But they did, they did actually find they did kind of poke fun at themselves. I'll give them that. I won't. <laughs> it, no, it, it was badly written. I'm sorry. Yep, and yet it went for uh, how many seasons? Too many. <laughs> well, we're not going to be covering. Uh, your, well, we're kind of be covering it. Basically, when I told Pete about the show. His res- I believe your response was no. I was att- I was attempting to copy um, 
uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z Bridge when he's got the Kamehameha wave forced back on him. No! Time! No, no, no! Yeah, that. Which, actually, um... Oh, no, wait, this was something else we ended up, uh... <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, was this the one where we ended up communicating in memes? And I was like, yeah. no, that was when we found out Tyler Perry's playing Baxter Stockman in the next Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, Bay Turtles is coming. <sighs> Hi! That's not creepy. Yeah... God, I'm gonna hate that when I watch it. Well, it'll part. be next summer when the sequel, The Eternals 2 Mediocre Boogaloo, comes out. <laughs> I did watch the uh, Everything Wrong With for Ninja Turtles. And then you've from, seen the movie. But, yeah, and it's, uh... Oh. Besides the fact that Michelangelo is a seriously creeper. No, I, we'll get to that mm. another day, okay? Yeah. Spoiler, Megan Fox still can't act. No. Look, I'm sorry, the Olsen twins were better actors than Megan Fox. Do not mention that Yes. Name. Yes, they were. So anyway, after I told Pete about this, uh, he start, I believe your joke was what happened to uh, Danny Tanner was that they ended up, they had come back to the house and they find it all a mess and him like doing crack cocaine in the middle of the room. Was that it? <laughs> Something, something to that effect. It, it, it was, I knew it had something to do with him, like losing his mind and going insane. Okay, Which, let's, let's be honest. Several of these people on this show would yeah. probably have gone absolute, probably in jail after the series ended. <laughs> Uncle Joey, in particular. Oh my God. Okay, we're talking about uh, who in the series he's a single guy who can't get a woman to save his life and is a failed comedian. Yeah. I'm going to stop. On a kid show. Uh, Who then gets a part on a kid's show. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's going to be in jail in a couple of years. I don't know what from. Just just trust me. <laughs> he could probably come up with something or two. <laughs> no, I think it's better to leave it open. Yeah. Well, as we found out, what happens with, apparently, what I understand, the little bit I have heard about it is, in the new show, Stephanie, the middle child, is trying to start a band. Which, okay. <laughs> Which I believe there actually was an episode of the show when she did that, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. You know what? I, I honestly would not have picked the crazy neighbor Kimmy Gibbler to like actually be a responsible adult, and apparently she has a daughter in the new show. Uh, I would have picked her to be somebody they'd eventually find, probably like you, like we just described, Danny Tanner's just like doing crack in the middle of a room, twitching. Yeah. Why is it the neighbors in these shows were always really bizarre? Because everybody had to have a quirk instead of actual character development? Well, it's like, look at every single show, like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith, his his friend, uh, what's-his-face, was always like a friggin' weirdo. And uh, Family Matters, they had Steve Urkel living next door to them. He was a friggin' kook. Oh, that's in family, okay. Are we going to have to talk about Family Matters now? Yes, we are. Please. Family Matters. And I wasn't this a spinoff from Step by Step? Yes. No, this was not, it was not Step by Step. It was Perfect Strangers. 
So this was Family Matters was originally constructed as a spin-off to Perfect Strangers. Uh, one of the main characters, Harriet, uh, her she was in Perfect Strangers, and so this was a vehicle for her and like to showcase her family and everything. Uh, <laughs> then, about halfway through season one, they introduced a character, the kooky, nerdy neighbor named Steve Urkel. No. And yes, the Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Played by Jaleel White, which, if you've ever heard Jaleel White's real voice, he sounds nothing like them. He sounds like a normal guy. And unfortunately for him, he kind of got typecast because of this show. Or, you know, between that and the Blue Hedgehog, yeah. Yeah, which I do remember, I can't remember the name of the movie, but he was actually in a movie where they made a joke about that, where he tried to get, like, he played himself to get an acting job, and it was like, no, you're Urkel, and, like, later on in the movie, he's like, ha, I told you I could act, and something like that, Uh, but I remember he he was pretty funny in it. Yeah, so, yeah, this, as sitcoms go, I mean, this was standard Full House fare, as far as Family Matters goes. It honestly did have some good moments more than Full House. It took itself more seriously. They actually tackled stuff like racism in it yeah. because it had a the main cast was African American and they actually tried to do more like a few legitimately well done message sh- okay. shows. Yeah, Fresh Prince still did it better, but that's another story. Yeah. And to be honest, for the first few seasons, it's not that bad. It's actually a decent family sitcom. The problem came into the into it when Steve Urkel, who they claimed was the breakout character of the show, basically who became too popular, who came became more popular than the rest of the cast, started be, turning from the nerdy, socially awkward neighbor who had a crush on one of the daughters of the central family yeah. to a mad scientist who created the most ridiculous sci-fi insane stuff you've ever seen. And I, he created a chamber that turned him into Bruce Lee for Christ's sake. Right. And then um, in the last few seasons, other cast members were just let go and never mentioned again. Yep. There were originally two daughters. One of them went upstairs in season five and never came back down again. Yep. And then in the later seasons, the actress who played Harriet got fed up with it because it was supposed to be her show and left. And so they got a brand new actress for that part. And then – and I'm quoting from Cracked.com, a wonderful comedy resource. Hint, hint. If you're listening, Cracked, we would love a sponsorship. (laughs) And I'm quoting. In the last several seasons, it had Urkel and Carl, the patriarch of of the clan – Shrink to a tiny size. Urkel's ventriloquist dummy come to life and tries to steal souls. Oh, God. I think that was a Halloween episode, at least. Urkel and Carl go back in time and spend a whole episode on a pirate ship. Okay, that I don't remember. And Urkel goes to outer space. That I do remember, because that was like the one random episode I turned on, and they're like, we're sending Urkel into space! And I'm like, what? (sighs) Meanwhile, that was juxtaposed... With Eddie, the son of the main cast uh, members, go like joining the police force and getting into a firefight. So great job, guys! This show created whiplash. Yeah, we'll we'll move on to uh, more about it right after a quick break. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Now, did I get delivered here? And we're back. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Slowly. 
<laughs> Another, uh, this actually wasn't a bad sitcom, but the final season, which I'll get into, which was Roseanne, which eh. one of, it was actually a pretty good show. It had its moments. It had some bad moments, but it also had some really good moments in it, as well as one scene that makes me laugh my friggin' head off every time I see it. It was basically, it was supposed to be about like a blue collar family that they don't have a whole lot of money, whereas in like Full House, you they just seem to afford no matter what, and they live in San Francisco. Whereas in Roseanne, actually one of the plots at one point was both the parents were out of work and they couldn't even pay to get the electricity turned on. What do you need candles and flashlights for? <laughs> oh. Well, we don't have any lights, but now we know the speed of stupid. So it was actually a pretty solid show, but then season nine cropped around, and uh, all of a sudden the characters win the lottery and go off jet-setting to New York. Roseanne fights terrorists, and yes, this does happen. Yep, it is completely insane. And the end of the... uh, the end of the show actually had a big twist in the season finale where you find out that the whole show was invented by the Roseanne character as like a way to like change things in her life. And so she came basically she said she came up with all the insane stuff that happens in season nine. See, unlike the Bob Newhart uh, second uh, sitcom that he did that ended that show by having the having the entire second sitcom being a dream in the first one, that was actually mm-hmm. pretty clever. This is not. I, yeah. Well, the way they actually do it is pretty clever, and the way it's presented is pretty good. And so, I mean, out of, out of context, yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but when you actually, after you've watched, like, the whole season, it, the final and the final few episodes of it actually take itself seriously again, thank God. Um, the, the, actual, the way they do it in the final episode is actually quite good. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was just kind of, like, struck silent, like, oh, my God. And that one, actually, in an interview in 2008, uh, Roseanne Barr was was asked, like, what, what do you think would have happened to the characters after the show ended? And at the time, she said, no, nah, I'm not going to tell you because that's – basically, we could use that for something, maybe a future TV show, which, mm-hmm. considering all these other shows are getting re- revived. It's not that possible. far off, yeah. Exactly. Um, what was a little far off is Roseanne actually ran for president one year. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So, but however, though, in December of 2009, she actually posted what would have happened to all the different characters. Uh, She said that DJ, the son, gets published. The character Mark, which none of the characters liked, dies in Iraq, which was actually done because the actor that played him did die in 2002. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, David leaves Darlene for a woman half his age. Darlene meets a woman, and they have a test tube baby, which, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, funny, funny thing to bring up, you know the show Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Okay, so David Galecki, or Johnny Galecki, David Galecki, Johnny Galecki, who plays one of the main characters, played David in Roseanne. There are actually two former Roseanne cast members that show up in 
Big Bang Theory. One of them is Sarah Gilbert, who played Darlene, and the two of them actually had like a semi relationship in the in Big Bang Theory. And more friends and, with benefits, yeah. Yeah, and then Laurie Metcalf, who played Jackie, the uh, sister of Roseanne in Roseanne. Plays Sheldon's mom. Is, yeah, I know. Plays Sheldon's mom. I'm curious if they actually had any. I can't remember if they actually made any references to like the original, like to Roseanne or not. But I wouldn't put it past them for just doing like a little wink to the camera. Yeah. Um. She said that Becky would end up working at Walmart, which, yeah, that's pretty much how the, her character was going. Roseanne and Jackie opened the first medical marijuana dispensary in Lanford. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep, and used that to pay off the mortgage before the house was foreclosed on. Arnie, played by uh, Tom Arnold, which was one of her former husbands. husbands, which it's funny, he plays a character named Arnie Thomas. <laughs> uh, it says, becomes best friend of the governor of Illinois. The mom sells a painting for ten grand. Nancy and Arnie remarry. Jerry and the grandsons form a band like the Jonas Brothers. Ugh. Dan shows up alive after faking his death. Yeah. Leon has a sex change up. Huh? Yeah, I've stopped caring. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of things actually conflict with the little plot twist in the finale. But you know what? It's still interesting that she did think about this. And like I said, with the recent revivals... A revival of this show really isn't that far-fetched. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's about on par. Everything that she said kind of fits the direction that the characters were going in if they didn't do a, uh, we won $108 million in the lottery and now we're all set for life. Yeah. Um, that's not to say every sitcom ended on a... Even a, a weird uh, – let's say every sitcom ended on a great note. There was a Disney-produced one called Dinosaurs with Animatronics. <laughs> and everybody died. Yeah. In the final episode, it's implied the giant meteor hits because um, because all the volcanoes start going up. And, uh, yeah, they're basically they're facing global cooling. Yeah, they basically they the way they have the plot go is the dinosaurs actually create the ice age, and the the show ends with them kind of like sitting around the TV just wondering what's going to happen. And then just like the credits start popping up, and you're like, oh, uh, then they all the mammals take over. Ha 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 ha. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a interesting ending to that show. Yeah. Still. Um, yeah, so what happened to all those characters after the show ended? Well, they're pushing up daisies. They're, oil. they're uh, six feet under. They're... I get it. Thank you. Yep. He's joined the choir, Invisible, and Breath of Life, he rests in peace. Thank you, John Cleese. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. I, I don't even know what you were referencing, actually. Monty Python? The dead I've, parrot sketch? I've never seen any of oh, Monty Python. Man. <laughs> Never mind. The, okay, uh, so going back to sitcoms, then there was Boy Meets World, which I want to talk about. Uh, yeah. Actually, not bad. They actually, yes, they use a laugh track, but they actually had character development in show. They also had some negative character development in show. Yes. And the little Where sister actor got replaced like at least once. Well, the thing was, she she also kind of fell into the Judy. Uh, Trap from 
Family Matters, where she goes upstairs and is never seen again, and then, comes, and then suddenly is back in the show. And they make a joke about it, too, where she actually said, yeah, I went up to my room for a really long time. Uh, let's not forget the motorcycle teacher who disappears entirely from the show after he's in a motorcycle accident. And yeah, they he dies. With, yeah, they end it with him being in like a full body cast, and then he's never. No, actually, they do reference him. Yeah, I know in the finale, in the graduation episode, where they run into the classmate from the first season that was never seen again, and they're like, "Where have you been?" He's like, "Oh, I've been over there." Oh, hey, look, it's Mister whatever his name yeah. was. And then he points now, off screen. So. Yeah, I have to admit that was pretty cute. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the show ended. I, I didn't watch the finale. I don't remember that, but uh, the finale of it was um, Corey and Topanga move to New York for a job for her, and I believe Sean moves with them. Right. So, or no, wait. I think it was Eric that moves with them. Uh, one of the two of them. Yeah. So obviously, if you haven't, unless you've been living under a rock, the series has picked back up with Corey and Topanga's daughter in Girl Meets World. Yeah. Now I looked into this. Uh, apparently, Ryder Strong came back mid mid first season as Sean Hunter as a recurring cast member. Um, he's not all the way, but he, the show doesn't focus on him. It's made pretty obvious that it's more on the kids than it is the parents. But the first season got enough ratings that they Disney has reached out to um, Wolf Freddy, William Daniels, and a few other cast members, and they're coming up with more cameos. Hmm. So you know, more power to him. I'm. I watched the pilot and I wasn't impressed. So, well, it's still going. So I guess it's doing well. Right. But that's still. It still ended on a positive note compared to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I remember that show seeing, lost itself somewhere along the way. I remember watching the. Uh, I think like the first and second season of that wasn't bad at least in the beginning but but towards the end half the cast was gone um i can't believe it went to two wow that's a long list of people that were starring in it yeah yes it was and in the last season it's just it's just both ants are gone number one i think yeah both ants are well i just looked at it where it says uh i just looked at the Wikipedia thing, uh-huh. and it says like at the be- at the beginning of the seventh and final season, Sabrina is put back together after her aunt Zelda sacrifices her adult years to save Sabrina. What the hell? Yeah, that. Sabrina falls to pieces, and what? Like literally falls to pieces. Yeah. What? I'm sorry, I think we need to take a quick break so my brain can reboot. We'll be right back. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand... To make things even stranger, this uh, it had an animated show that ran after the fourth season concurrent with the with the implied that it was part of a, part of a live-action canon. Wait, what? Yep. Okay. This They were trying to reach as far as they could with this. Holy cow. That's... 
what I don't understand. Like, I can understand running out of ideas in shows. I mean, heck, look at some of the episodes of season seven of like Star Trek: The Next Generation. Like, oh god, yeah, the, like masks. Holy crap! But I don't know. Like, you gotta. I understand. Yeah, you're making money. It's a popular show. But you'd think creators would hit a point where they're like, hmm. We're starting to run off the rails here and uh, dive into crazy town. Maybe we should stop now. Yeah. Especially because if you look at this show's rating, like rank and ratings, it continuously dropped starting in season four. Holy crap, they lost seven million viewers between seasons four and five. But you can only milk a formula so long. Yeah. I don't know, it's like, you'd think some places, like, Seinfeld, they're like, we call it quits. We're going out on top, we're done. Which was smart, as yeah. MASH, MASH was definitely, they were definitely over the shark, but they were definitely decided to end it before it got monotonous. Then they did after MASH. Yeah, that happened. Um, yeah. Or with the way Friends ended, so, when it was on top of the world. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go. Like, go out when you're at your peak, like, if... if you can see the show starting to creak, like starting to break up. That's when you need to just end it. Yep. Like for, I mean, I did mention Next Generation. The final season has its bad moments, but it also has some great moments as well as like one of the like basically the best series finale of the franchise. Yep. So they did end up going out on top. So good for them. Right. They did. They did four movies where the last one kind of ruined that. But oh, eh. uh, what else is going along? There's Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I, again, it's not one I watched. I know it's better than uh, what do you call it, Family Matters, but yeah, I didn't watch it when I was a kid. I remember seeing like a little bit of it. I mainly watched it actually when I got older because I'd be like, "There's nothing on." Oh, TBS is showing five episodes of this in a row. Why not? Okay. Well, that being said, let's bring up. It wasn't an ABC, but Save by the Bell. Cause I never watched that show. You never did? Never when I was a kid, never when I got older. I think I've seen, like, a tiny little pieces of it, and I just never watched well, it. Well, let me put it this way. It was Full House before the Full House cliches got stale. Mm. I mean, it followed six teens and their principal in a school, and, I mean, it's it's cliche. It says sitcoms got, but they did end it. They end, Like, they ended it on a high note. They tried to do a sequel series, but it just didn't go anywhere. It wasn't like the college years. Or yeah, something. yeah. But um, but it's it, what's more interesting is what happened to those cast members because only two of one them, of them. Well, two, one of them ended well, up being in what? What the heck was that movie? We'll, we'll come to yeah. So basically, I'm looking at the guy who played Zach. I'm looking it up right now. That's uh, he actually had a career. Oh. Yeah, he was in, in NYPD Blue. I See, I watched that show. I don't... Uh, maybe I didn't see when he was in it. Let me see. Zach Morris. He was played by Mark Paul Gossier. Let's see. I'm looking him up. I have him up on Wikipedia right now. Yeah, he was in... Oh, he actually, yeah, he had a lot. Well, he was in a lot of stuff. He was in Murphy Brown. Mm-hmm. He was... Oh, God. Saved by the Bell Wedding in Las Vegas. Yeah, that was their official end, so to speak. Oh, okay. So it was like the... Coda. Right. Then the other main one was the lady who played Kelly. Um, she, she's had a decent acting career afterwards. 
Okay. Oh yeah, the guy who played Zach, he was in he was in NYPD Blue for four years. He was in seventy six episodes of the show. So right, yeah, good, for, good for him. Um, now, to a lesser degree, Mario Lopez, he's he's not exactly a A or even B list actor, but he's still working in the industry here and there. Elizabeth Berkeley, on the other hand, uh, well, okay. was she the one? She played Jess. Was she the? She went to. Uh, she's the one that ended up in Showgirls, then. Correct. Which I've never seen. I don't think I'm going to see it, nor will I. Will I? So. Yeah, but Showgirls. Oh, Showgirls really hurt her career considerably. Considering on Wikipedia, it shows that she was in an ad for PETA. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Now, the actress who played Lisa... I have a date with Lisa! She actually retired from acting and really hasn't been back since. I mean, she's done some minor guest stars, but other than that, nah, not really. Well, she's doing well and good for her. So she's had some minor stuff, but she generally stays out of acting. And that just leaves Screech, who kept getting dragged as a character in everything else. Was he like the Steve Urkel of the show? Oh, God, yes. He was the proto Urkel, <laughs> essentially. Oh my god. Um he Dustin played by Diamond. Dustin Diamond, who is now in jail. Oh wonderful. Oh my god, he showed up on Hulk Hogan's yeah. celebrity championship wrestling. Ah! <laughs> That's great. So here we go. On December twenty sixth, twenty fourteen, Diamond was arrested in Wisconsin for possession of switchblade knife. That's a knife. So Oh, um, he may not be in jail, correction, but, uh, yeah, he's facing charges. So the reason I bring this up is that, again, this whole rehab thing is that Jimmy Fallon on his show just had a Saved by the Bell reunion where he had the principal character and Zach and Zach and Kelly and AC and Jesse, but no Screech, no Lisa. And, again, Lark Voorhees, who played Lisa, I think she's more that she's retired than anything else from acting. So oh. semi-retired. Uh, Dustin Diamond, who plays... I, I don't think anyone wants him back. I think no, that was kind of the implication. You know how they did a couple of those really stupid um, American Pie spinoffs, like American Pie oh, Presents, God, yeah. Here's Our Cash... He was in one of those. Oh, I believe it. He was in American Pie Presents, The Book of Love. Uh, I mean, I, I sometimes wonder who wrote The Book of Love, but I really uh, doubt it. Who uh, wrote The Book of Love? Did you really have to do that? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's yeah. why, yeah, here's why he didn't want them back. He, Diamond published a memoir of what he called the Behind the Bell, but all of his co- co-stars were like, yeah, that's not true. None of this is true. Uh uh, behind the bell. Let's see. Wait, what? Di- <laughs> Diamond also alleges in the book that he had sex with 2,000 women, one of them NBC's VP of children's programming, <laughs> who was 18 years his senior. for this episode, folks. Take a break when Jeremy loses his mind. Yeah.
Yeah, what doesn't kill us is making us stronger. We're gonna last longer than that greatest wall in China. Oh, that rabbit with a drum. Yeah, that's what happened to Dustin Diamond. Personally, I think... Okay, his name was Samuel Powers was the name of the character. I, I first... Why did they call him Screech again? Nickname? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, personally, I think Screech just kind of went along and after years of abuse from all his uh, classmates, just ended up in a tower with a high-powered rifle and pictures of his classmates and started picking off people that looked like them. Dark. Darkest sketch! Darkest sketch! Darkest sketch! Yep. Except for whatever one he had a crush on. Yeah. <laughs> and the, Wait. What the hell? In several early episodes of the series, Screech has an anthropomorphized robot named Kevin. I don't remember that. That's, it says on Wikipedia, which he programs. Oh, God. That's probably... Uh, let's probably on. one of the two... I guarantee you that's one of the things that he listed as the 2,000 women he had sex with. Technology is incredible. You can totally f*** robots now. But we're moving on. What other sitcoms <laughs> were there at the time? Uh, well... Well, yeah, fr there's Fresh Prince. Oh, there's Step by Step. I, I always thought it was just more or less a clone of anything else. I didn't really pay much attention to it. It was basically a clone of the Brady Bunch. Oh, God. Because it was about a widowed father and a widowed um, yeah, Brady mother. Bunch. Yeah, it's... Here, the series starred Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Somers as two single parents, each with three children, who spontaneously get married after meeting one another during a vacation, resulting in the two of them becoming the heads of a large blended family. That's the way they all became the Brady Bunch. Yeah, that, that, that's... And they came to be known as the Brady Bunch. Yeah, that, that's Brady Bunch in a nutshell. Yeah. I believe Steve Urkel actually made a cameo in the show at one point. Hell, so. he cameoed on Full House. This is true. So I can't, I can't remember if any of the characters ever ca uh, cameoed on Family Matters. Do you, okay. I do know that Jefferson showed up on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Huh. Which was awesome. Okay. But they did the and it was the actual actors and everything, and they did the whole shtick, and it was hilarious. Look up yeah. TGIF, the whole thing, which. Every time I see TGIF, I don't think of the shows. I don't think of, like, watching it when I was a kid. I think of the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Lisa goes, All right, it's Friday. Time for ABC's TGIF lineup. And Bart looks at her and goes, Lise, when you get older, you'll learn that Friday is just another day between NBC's Musty TV Thursday and CBS's Saturday Night Crap-O-Rama. <laughs> there was a lot of succumbs that just failed in this block. Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. I love how they all end and then 2020 starts. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sister, Sister. Oh, God, I forgot about that. I almost forgot about that show. That was on the block? Uh, that's what it shows, yeah, in 1993 to 1994. So I think it was owned by Disney. Yeah, it must have been moved to another time spot because I know that continued on a couple of years. Okay, yeah, it started up... On TGIF, and then ABC was going to cancel it, and then the WB picked it up. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, Clueless had its own spinoff. Oh, God. Yeah, we're not doing that. Um, I never watched it. I never saw the movie. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank God. 
Oh, Muppets Tonight was on. Oh, I was actually watching this the other day because um, it was like one of the last last things Rick Moranis did before he officially retired. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was in the second season. Um, and you know what? It, not that I'm comparing it with Family Guy because I don't like Family Guy, but Muppets Tonight feature, uh, it kind of had Family Guy syndrome where it, it kept getting moved around. And the ratings were never consistent enough to, like, give it the chance to really grow. Mm. So, can I blame them for, can I blame, not to say that the show had all the magic of the original Muppets, because it, Muppet show, because it didn't. I'll be the first to admit that. But at the time, it was nice, because it was like a recast of, um, you know, the Muppet show, which, I mean, you, I'm sure you saw Nick Nickelodeon at the time, and I did too. So, I barely remember the Muppet Show. I remember watching it as a kid, but I don't remember it very much. It's been so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Muppet's Night was pretty good. They they what the heck is two, what the heck is two of a kind? Olsen twins. We're not doing it. Oh my god! I forgot this existed. Yeah. Oh my god! What the hell? Oh god! This looks like the most like generic friggin' show ever created. Yep. Oh god, they the characters they played had their names. Yep. Oh my. Oh. Why am I still reading this? The good part about Muppets Tonight it was it's the first appearance of Pepe the King Prawn, who is one of the more hilarious Muppet, uh, Muppets, honestly. Oh. It said, uh, ran on ABC from March 8th to July 14th, 96, and Disney Channel ran reruns from 97 to 2000. God, that must have gotten old really quick. Yeah. They actually had to cancel an episode uh, right before it aired. Not that there was anything <laughs> wrong with the episode, but it was like one of like the first or second anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. Whoops. And the episode in question starring um, Sandra Bullock has a similar – they were making fun of Speed. Oh, guest star Sandra Bullock, a mad bomber threatens to bomb the theater unless the Muppets Tonight's rating is 50 or higher. Right. This episode was originally Sarah, but I expect you to pull the episode. The episode would have aired that day had it not been about someone making a bomb threat. The episode was re-aired in its entirety two months later. I actually remember the episode and had one of my favorite jokes in the entire series because Gonzo and I can't remember who, they, they, were, they were trying to quickly find something to show on air to keep their ratings from dropping. And mm-hmm. one character had an, a tape of the Muppet Babies cartoon, and another character had a Seinfeld episode. They eh. they crash together, and they run. They rush to put the tape on air anyway. And we have a skit called Seinfeld Babies. Seinfeld Babies, they make your come true. It is hilarious. <laughs> I was gonna call it Muppet Fell. Well, no. Um, <laughs> they even referenced the masturbation joke from Seinfeld. Oh my god! <laughs> but instead of obviously pleasuring yourself, it's which baby uh doesn't uh mess themselves first, and ends with Kramer saying, "I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just now trying to picture which Muppet would be which. Uh, okay, so Kermit's Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know. These were all this- human Muppets, like they're baby Muppets. Oh well, no. Now I'm thinking though, like how they could match them up. I'm trying to think like who would uh, if they ever did a Seinfeld with Muppets instead. Oh, here I found it. <laughs> here I want to send you the clip on YouTube. Um, All right, I, I want to see Kermit is Jerry Seinfeld. Miss Piggy is Elaine. Um, 
Fozzie is Kramer, and uh, oh god, what's his name? The 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 geeky one with the glasses. Uh, Scooter is uh, uh, is George. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, look, look up the YouTube clip I just sent you. You'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, I shall. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, Muppets I, tonight could have been better, but I don't know. Muppets are kind of on a high note again right now. They might get another show. Well, I mean, after two successful movies, who knows? I still need to see that second one. It's not again. They even reference it in movie. Like sequels are never as good, but it's still it's still pretty good. Yeah, no, I remember. I wanted to see it in theaters. I just never got the chance to. <laughs> and that makes me sad. Yes. That makes me a very sad panda. And you should be sad. What the heck is hanging with Mr. Cooper? It was dumb. We're not doing it. Uh, it really. Oh, wait. Oh no, wait. That was. D- oh wait. Hang on a second. There was a WB show. I just remember it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you the uh, Wikipedia link. See if you remember this show. Okay. If Skype would let me open up a thing and set. Oh, that's where it is. What? You don't remember this show? No. I, I watched the first season of it. And then stopped at season two. No, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, and the, the show we're referencing is called Nick Frino Licensed Teacher. It's it, I don't remember it very much. I just remember it being relatively funny when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And the first season of it was he ends up, uh, he's teaching like a class of kids. And then the second season, they replace the entire cast with like teenagers. So he's like a high school teacher. And then... That was the end of that, uh-huh. and that's kind of when I stopped watching because I was a kid and I wanted to see the show with the kids in it. Um, but yeah, so there was Nick Frieda. I'm assuming this is a, another character who'd end up like they find him like on the street with like a crack pipe, going like, "I'll teach you something." And on that note, we're gonna take a quick break. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. All right, we're back. Well, not every sitcom was live action. Yep, there was also The Critic, which, if you haven't seen this show, look it up. Try to track this show down. This show was great. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Um... I don't remember much about it, but I do remember they crossed over with Simpsons at one point. Yep. Uh, John Lovitz played the main character and the the critic himself. And um, what it was, it was actually done – the show itself was actually put together by Al Jean and Mike Reese, both of which who worked on The Simpsons. Uh, and they even had like a lot of recurring voice actors from The Simpsons, like Nancy Cartwright, Maurice LaMarche, who went on to do Futurama as well. Mm-hmm. And um, John Lovitz played the main character, Jay Sherman, and he's a film critic. Where his tagline is for is he always reviews like parodies of like bad mo- of like popular movies, and just like they make fun of stuff. And he always goes, "It stinks." Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they ha- they had a lot of good ones like Honey I Ate the Kids, which was a crossover between Honey I Shrunk the Kids and Silence of the Lambs. God, <laughs> oh, the Cockroach King, the Lion King. Yeah, that <laughs> they had so much great stuff on this show. Unfortunately, it only lasted two seasons, and that was the end of it. 
Um, but it was funny because when he did show up on The Simpsons, uh, at the very end of the episode, he goes, maybe someday you guys could come visit me. And Bart goes, nah, we won't be doing that. <laughs> there was also, and I didn't even know about this till late, um, almost a, like a couple of years ago, on USA there was an animated show called Duckman. Oh, yeah, I remember that show. Yeah. I haven't gotten the chance to really watch it in any great degree, but I have watched a lot of, a compilation of like all the Fluffy and Uranus eviscerations. For those not in the know, uh, the character basically was this, called Duckman was an anthropomorphic duck who, with a partner, was a PI, a private investigator. But he had secretaries called Fluffy and Uranus, these two, I guess, Care Bear knockoffs, I guess way to put it. Grow yep. sadly sweet and playfully corrupt that you didn't mind them getting just destroyed in every episode in the most brutal of ways. <laughs> yep. Fatality. And uh, Duckman was voiced by Jason Alexander, who played George in Seinfeld. Oh, perfect, perfect casting. <laughs> yep. Oh, he was great. He does such a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't watched this show in a long time. At one point, I was watching it. I think when. It was like being rebroadcast in syndication and everything, and I thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when, like, a lot of these shows, like, that were shown when we were kids, whenever I see them now, like, get it, whenever I would see them get rebroadcast later is when I would really get into them. Like, Comedy Central would show a bunch of, like, they got a bunch, of, at one point they got rights to, like, all these, like, funny animated shows and started showing them. Like, did you ever see the show Undergrads? Nope. Come and talk to me on my computer screen. The best years of our lives aren't as easy as they seem. Oh, I this show was it was originally on uh, MTV for like one season, and then um, Comedy Central like ran it a bunch of times. I, I would recommend checking it out. It was really funny, and I remember I caught it right when I was starting college, and it's about four friends who are starting college. Mm-hmm. And it was actually it was a very very good show. Yeah, the I would definitely recommend checking it out the critic. Which actually did have some sequel episodes. It technically had a sequel with webisodes. They did it in, like, Adobe Flash. Mm-hmm. And if you can track down the complete series on DVD, they included those on it, where, like, they can, they actually kind of continued the story. And though they made it a little bit more of, um, you know, just like a one-off, oh, let's make little jokes and stuff like that. You know, just the one-off him poking fun at movies is way, way lower budget. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... There's still plenty of bats that comes out there, and I'm sure there's more to come, and maybe we'll give this another look sometime else. Oh! Home Improvement! Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that one. I, I, wouldn't, I, I don't consider that one a bad one. I remember liking that It was show. overdone by the end of it. This is true. It, it had its, its moments, though. Like not and to be honest, one of my favorite moments, and it wasn't even when he, like, blows himself up or something, it was, um... He puts together what he claims on the show is, oh, it's a soundproof booth, and he goes in there and go, like makes all these faces and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, Al, why don't you go try it out? And he goes in there. He's like, Tim, can you hear me? And he's like, what? And he, he's like, well, I just want to say I'm the most popular guy on the show. And he starts going off and off and off. And he goes, Al, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Think about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was such a great, subtle joke. <laughs> that, that show was actually pretty good. And it had the goofiest... Did you ever see the final episode of the show? No. It had the goofiest oh, of all... Yeah, things. I did, now that I think I remember. 
Yeah, where they go, like, oh, they're going to move and everything. At the very end of the episode, Tim's like, all right, let's go. And he pulls, like, a crank, and they drag the house with them. God. <laughs> kind of felt like the right way to end it, though. Yeah. Stupid, but yes. Yeah, you know, it kind of fit. I mean, the best part of those were their Halloween episodes. Those were good, yeah. Or, like, the Christmas episodes where they would put up, like, all the different decorations and everything. Yeah. I always remember the one where they turn, like, he's not home, so they t- they put it all, like, the rest of the family puts it together. They turn it on, and, like, Tim and Al are up on a plane that can't land because it's all foggy. All of a sudden, this huge beam of light shoots up, and he's like, yeah. hey, that's my house! <laughs> and they're like, we can land now! <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, that was a good one. I think this was less of what happened to sitcom characters, more of we just kind of chat and ramble about sitcoms. But, you know, this was pretty fun. Yeah, it was. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, just like an off-the-cuff show, you know? Yeah. All right, so folks, next time, hopefully, we'll have uh, <laughs> Aliens for you. Yeah, which it, we're making our way through it. It's um, it's, it's challenging. Game over, man. Game over. Yeah. All right. See you all next time. The story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold, like the mother, the youngest one in curls. It's the story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own.